Welcome to The Coordinated Wedding, where we talk about real weddings and real couples through the eyes of wedding coordinators and planners who are dedicated to giving you and your loved ones a stress-free day to remember. I'm Jessica Tung, the owner of Wichita Coordination, and these are our stories. Hi guys, welcome back to The Coordinated Wedding. Um, This is Allie, and I am joining you guys again with Kayla. Um, because we have just been working a whole bunch of weddings together. Um, so we are excited to be back and talk about um, a gorgeous wedding that was a few weeks ago in October um, that was at Clovercliff Ranch in Elmdale, Kansas. Um, so it was a little bit of a drive. Um, it was an hour outside of Wichita, um, and Kayla actually is back up in El Dorado now, so she drove in separately, um, but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too bad of a drive. It was like, I think, 50 minutes, too. Okay, seriously, though, guys, this wedding was like, it's not, um, epitome is not the right word, but it was like just this beautiful country and like classic chic wedding, like her dress first off stunning it was gorgeous um but so the wedding was at clovercliff ranch like i think ali said just a second ago um but so basically what it is is it's this really cool like wow i can't talk to ranch um it's a bed and breakfast Mm -hmm. so they have a bunch of different houses houses buildings on site so they have Um, When you first come in, there's just land on either side of you. Yeah. Um, You come up to like a little archway entryway where you can turn off to go to some of the different things. Um, So the first thing, the main house is the bed and breakfast house, um, which is super cute inside. They have a little kitchen. They've got all kinds of stuff in there um, where all the girls were getting ready Mm -hmm. there. Um, and had all kinds of snacks out and different stuff. And they were around in one of the back rooms in there doing hair and makeup when we arrived. Um, so that was really cool. And then they have a couple other houses. They do have a house for a family that lives on site. Right. Um, and then they have a, I think it was called the Gable House. Mm, which was where all the boys were getting ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the boys were there hanging out during the day. Some of them had their wives there hanging out and their kiddos. Um, So they were there basically until pictures. Um, And then they have this huge reception space and kind of outdoor area um, further up the hill, basically. Yeah. um, Where that overlooks just countryside, basically. It was so gorgeous yeah it's literally in the middle of nowhere kansas and that's kind of the best place to be for like a country wedding it their pictures are absolutely gorgeous um but like everything was like vintage because that's what had been in the house for so long because it was definitely like an old ranch house and it was gorgeous because like it all was just so well preserved and it looked new and it was just it was a really homey vintage feel and it was just so neat to see. Um, so they had it there because everyone was basically from out of town or from out of state. 
I believe they were from Texas, I think was where the couple was from. And so they just kind of wanted like a central destination location for their wedding, which can you believe it, guys? Kansas is a destination wedding. Like we're moving up in the world. Look at that. Um, But it was really neat to see like all the family and friends that came to just celebrate with them and celebrate their big day. And it was gorgeous outside. But it's Kansas, so it was really, really windy, which we ran into a little bit of trouble with that later on during the ceremony with the veil. But it's Kansas. You make the best of it. When you have an outdoor wedding, you you got to work with the weather that you're given. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Like you said, they. I think you said like elegant and classic. Um, it really was like her, her dress was just a satin satin mm-hmm. gown um and was just simple and gorgeous and then their florals were kind of the same way um that were done by timeless fixations which are those gals are amazing that work with them mm-hmm. um so yeah they're like her bouquet had um just like white and red roses um lots of greenery um they what else was in their bouquets? So with some of their bouquets, I don't know if it was necessarily hers. Um, she definitely had some greenery in it. But with the girls, they had it wasn't wheat, but it looked like wheat. It was like this like golden grass almost, which just gave it this super cool touch. Um, it was very unique. I'd never seen bouquets like that before. And that's one of the really cool things about the weddings. Like, the flowers are definitely one of the elements that are so, like, unique and customizable to the couple and just really kind of give the entire um, event a certain personality almost. Like, you can kind of see who they are as a couple almost kind of through all the different decorations and florals, which is really neat to see. Yeah. Like, these bouquets really do just scream, like, timeless, elegant, Mm -hmm simple just gorgeous just with the the red pops from the roses um really just captured people's eye it was beautiful and for october um it was perfect color scheme um the bridesmaids wore kind of a slate blue color um gown which paired really well with the with the red and the bouquets mm-hmm. um so i mean yeah it was gorgeous um so, like we said, I mean, they were mainly during the day, they were getting ready um, at that bed and breakfast, doing hair and makeup and stuff. Um, when we first arrived, we um, went in first to just check in with the bride and the bridal party and see how everybody was doing, getting ready. Um, and we checked in with the photographer then, too. She was with them. Um, the photographer mind you, was amazing. Um, her name is Candace Griffin. Um, and she, she said she'd, she'd done photography a few times mm-hmm. at, um, Clovercliff, which was kind of cool because she helped us find out where things were for a little Definitely. while. We didn't know where the boys were, where the gable house was. Um, <laughs> so it was helpful to have her, um, tell us where things were at. Um, but yeah, we checked in with them, with the girls first, um, and then took some, a couple things over to the reception space and um, 
did some setup there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was set up the day before at this location. They actually stayed on property the entire weekend. So they came in, they arrived at like noon on Friday. Um, and I know they said they were going to be just like hanging out Friday doing their um, rehearsal, but like the guys were bringing their guns to shoot clays and different stuff out just in the middle of nowhere. Um, and so they just hung out. I know they just kind of partied Friday night and then Saturday was wedding day. And then they still hung out and did like breakfast Sunday before they left. Um, so that was a really cool, I mean, perks of staying Mm -hmm. at a bed and breakfast. They just, you take over for the whole weekend, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, we went up to the reception space and the florists were there setting up. They had a lot of cool floral elements. Um, they had, they had florals throughout their guest tables, um, and some of their different specialty tables. I know there were little, um, floral pieces put like on the, you know, gift and cards table, even on the, on the bar with the bartenders. Um, and then they had this gorgeous arbor for their ceremony that had um, two huge, gorgeous floral sprays that they had put up on there. Um, so yeah, the the florists were there hard at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. They had a couple um, flower arrangements that they also put on either side of this really awesome fireplace that they have in the venue space. Um, it's just this gorgeous stone fireplace on like the back wall I think it would be the back wall. You come into the reception space and it's directly to your left. I'm terrible with like east, west, north, and south, but all of the things. Um, But they also had a giant stuffed deer head over it. So it gave it, once again, that really cool like rustic country feel. Um, But at the same point in time, with like all the floral and like the stone on the fireplace, it just, it looked gorgeous. And that's actually where the photographer... Um, did all the family pictures and like the bridal party pictures. So they had a really nice backdrop for that. Um, But also the bride gave us all of the um, payments and tips for the vendors in envelopes when we first got there. So we could hand those out for her. And that's one thing that's actually super nice about having a coordinator on your wedding day. It's for like the small little things like that. Um, If you haven't gotten all your payments and stuff done yet and you're like just kind of trying to wait till the end of the night, um, like with the DJ, the DJ was, I believe the DJ was by the hour. Mm -hmm. And so she gave us a couple blank checks, um, one for the DJ and then one for the caterer because she just had one, like however much of the payment left for the caterer. But she just gave us the blank checks for that to talk to the vendors Um, and then we just sent her a picture of the check after we filled it out and then she didn't have to worry about that. And that was one less thing for her to stress about at the end of the night. Um, and so we made sure that everyone got paid. Yeah. And the other vendors, even she gave us, um, tips for them. So, cause what she did is for every vendor, I think that was there that day, just about, Mm -hmm. she had a thank you card. So the envelope, she did really pretty calligraphy and put like the name, their name or whatever on the front of the envelope. So inside was a thank you card. All of them had some form of a tip in there. Um, but then she did leave the two envelopes mm-hmm. open with blank checks that, yeah, like she said, the DJ was hourly and he even told us like, just wait till the end of the night. Right. till we see um, what it comes out to. So yeah, it was, 
so easy that she gave us a blank check. So that way we could fill that in at the end of the night, snap a picture of it and texted it to her. That way she had that amount and knew what was going to come out of her bank. Um, But yeah, so we, we had a chance to kind of touch base with vendors. Um, The caterers were there just about the entire, I mean, they were there by the time we got there. Um, I think they actually beat us by a little bit because they had a lot to set up, but they were amazing. They were so nice and easy to work with. Yeah. They were, (coughs) they did awesome barbecue. I know barbecue can get old at weddings, um, but it was, it was really good barbecue. It really was. Um, I think they were called pork aplenty um, out of Peabody. So the the guy who was in charge that was there, his name was Travis. Um, and yeah, they were awesome. They had just delicious food. Mm-hmm. They had salad rolls, you know, a couple kinds of meats. Um, these really good potatoes. So good potatoes. They were. They were so <laughs> so good. good. They <laughs> and they had um, like baked beans. They had a couple sides there. Um, so, you know, just simple barbecue, but Mm -hmm. it was, it was really good. Um, and then, so yeah, they were there just kind of prepping and getting set up kind of all throughout the day. Um, later the cake was delivered Mm -hmm. that was from Stan Tall. Um, I know lately we've done a few weddings with Stan Tall and they had a gorgeous cake. It was, she said the style was like faded naked and then they threw some florals on it when they got there. Um, so their cake was gorgeous and it was a couple of tears. Um, and then they had cupcakes too, um, which was awesome. What else did we do? So the next big thing we did was we needed to get ceremony chairs set up, um, that was going to be outside. So they have this huge reception space and then they have a kind of on the backside of the reception space, a huge patio area where you can do your ceremonies outside and it's just overlooking kind of the the countryside behind it um and it's it's a kind of a narrow space so we had to figure out logistically how to set up the chairs and how it would work best for the photographer um to kind of center the aisle way um so they had the set point where they wanted their backdrop to be kind of centered. They had that arbor. Um, so it was going to be set up at a certain spot. So we kind of had to plan around that. Um, so we actually talked with and got a hold of um, the gal. Her name was Susie and she worked with the venue. Um, she was right around the corner and came up and helped us kind of strategize that um, and get all those chairs set up. So we did that for a little bit and then we um kind of took a break from that to go um because we needed to get boutonnieres put on all the jackets for the guys before they did pictures um so we kind of ran back to the bed and breakfast house that's where all the florals were so we took those boutonnieres we found the gables house that we didn't know where it was where most of the boys were and then one of the boys was in the main house also um so we did a little running around to to get their boutonnieres on them and check in with them. And, and it was kind of funny. They were just hanging out and, and they said, well, you know, did they tell you when we should be getting dressed? And and one of them was like, yeah, we should be getting ready now. So they kind of just were hanging out, started getting ready. Um, and then so they were getting ready for pictures. 
Um, the couple did not do a first look, um, so we actually kept them completely separate until the ceremony. Um, so yeah, they did they did separate bridal party and family photos before the ceremony. So they did just the bride with all of her sides of the family um, and her bridesmaids, and then we went and hid them back away at the bed and breakfast, and then the guys did all of their pictures and groom with his family pictures. So that was, that worked out really well. They got a lot of pictures done beforehand. Um, so yeah, and then we went back, we finished setting up all the chairs. Um, what else did we do? We had a couple of the guys cause the groom and the groomsmen did their photos, um, like right before the ceremony started and everyone started coming up. So we had a couple of the groomsmen help us move the giant arbor because it was kind of pushed against the, cer- not the ceremony, um, the reception area. So we had to move that out to where the ceremony was going to be. That way it was actually there for the ceremony. Because um, it it was massive. There was no way me and Allie could do that. It was it was just too big. But they they got it. They got it and it was all good. And it looked stunning up there. Like it just, it was that finishing touch like for the ceremony, like, the countryside was gorgeous in and of itself, but it was just that pop of color that was their wedding colors. That was just, it was the icing on top of the cake. And so um, after we got that done, Ali stayed up at the um, ceremony space. Oh, we had to move the sign out too because they wanted to do the programs and then they had this big old welcome sign out there. But since it was so windy, we had to put the welcome sign against like the whiskey barrel that we were going to use to put the programs on top of. But we couldn't because it was so windy. So Allie stayed out there and handed out programs to everyone. And I went up to the bed and breakfast to, like, get the bride and the bridesmaids. And so what me and the maid of honor had to do to walk the bride out to the um, reception venue, because it was windy outside, and the groom could see through, like, the windows and, like, the glass door because it was looking down toward the bed and breakfast. So we held a sheet in front of her so he couldn't see her. And, like, the guests couldn't see her either that were up there. Well, we walked her up there, and then we went around the back to the kitchen so she could hide in the kitchen. Because when we got up there, Tyler was still in the reception venue. So <laughs> we didn't know what to do. So we just sat there and waited for a minute while he went outside so we could wait for the ceremony to start. And then everyone sit down, and we kind of cued the processional, got everyone down, and then we let her out of the kitchen with her dad so they could walk down the aisle. Yeah. Yeah, it was there. It's just open windows at their reception yeah. space. So they had to walk from the bed and breakfast up to that reception building. And then the ceremony was on the backside of it. So you had to kind of cut through there um, to do the entrance for the processional. Um, but it worked out really well. It did. Um, this wedding had the cutest, the cutest flower girl and ring bearer. Um, and they did such a good job and they, <laughs> it was really funny, right in the middle of the aisle, the flower <clears throat> girl stopped and just like stood still and made sure that she got all of the flower petals out of her basket. It was the cutest thing ever. It was so cute. Um, but she knew she had to, she had to, you know, get all of her petals out of her basket and it was just adorable. Um, and then, yeah, the ceremony was going, the ceremony was beautiful outside um like she like she mentioned a little bit earlier with it being so windy I think within five minutes of the ceremony starting 
Jessica's veil um, just flew right off and one of her one of her bridesmaids held on to it but um, you know it was gorgeous and we joked that that probably made beautiful pictures with it just catching wind and coming off so those are little things that happen without outside weddings um, but it was such a gorgeous ceremony outside um, yeah and it it was pretty quick and then and then they um, switched to do some pictures and have a little bit of a cocktail hour um, where they, inside the reception space, had the bar open up. Um, we had awesome bartenders that were with exclusive events bartending. Um, so they opened up the bar so guests could come inside and grab drinks from the bar. Um, basically, as soon as the guests got inside, I'm we don't really know who, but all the chairs were taken down. I think right. some of the guys or some some of the guests maybe stuck around and just stocked up all the chairs really quickly outside. So then um, the couple actually brought some like yard games and different things. So we went out there as soon as um, the ceremony ended and got um, like cornhole set out and a couple of different things moved around out there. That way guests could just kind of mingle in and out mm-hmm. of the reception space, have drinks, hang out for a little bit. Um, so that worked really well. They had games out there, people hung out out there, um, you know, especially during the wonderful pandemic that we're in, people love, you know, there's always people at weddings who want to, to be a little more secluded from people, um, and others that want to go inside and visit. So everybody kind of does what works best for them. Um, but having outside and inside was a really good option. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was good. And then it wasn't too long of a kind of cocktail hour break before um, they were done with pictures. And then they did a grand entrance with the bridal party announced um, in pairs. And then they came in and then they went straight into first dances, mm-hmm. um, which was just so sweet. I love watching first dances. They're so sweet. <laughs> Yeah, so they did those, um, and then they um, had the pastor say a blessing over the meal, um, and they went straight into dinner. Um, we made sure to um, go through and get plates for the bride and groom first. Um, that way they had their dinner and could eat while others went through the line. Um, and then after dinner, they they snuck off for sunset photos. So they snuck out just off, you know, out to part of the countryside and captured some beautiful sunset photos. Um, And then they came back in and then did their cake cutting and their toasts. Um, They, I believe, had two two guys that were best men. Um, Both of them gave a speech and the maid of honor gave a speech. So they did those. and then they kind of just hung out and mingled with guests for a little while. Um, during that, after they had cut their cake, we we took the cake back into the kind of catering kitchen and cut and served the cake for all of the guests. Um, they did have the two different tiers um, that we could cut in addition to the top tier, which they saved for their first anniversary. So um, Stand Tall Bakery actually provided us with the box to package up their 
their top tier, their cake for their anniversary, um, which is super great. So we were able to wrap that up, get that all um, put up. And then the other two tiers, one was just vanilla and one was red velvet. So we had options for guests. So we cut and served all of that cake, um, you know, and then, yeah, they were just mingling, talking to guests. They then, I think, got right into dancing for a little while. Yeah, so actually, backtracking a little bit, during dinner, me and Allie actually um, went outside and set up a s'mores bar. The yeah. I think it was the mother of the groom. They were like, here, you're in charge of this. Like, we want a s'mores bar as, like, part of the dessert, which so cool when people um, have, like, a few different desserts for everyone to choose from. And it was so neat. Like, while it was outside, okay, seriously, though, if any of you guys go on Pinterest and just Google s'mores bar and, like, the search thing, it's going to pop up. It's, like, this giant tray that on both ends it has um, two little, uh, what's the word, not cavities, like, little pockets for um your Hershey's bars and then in between the Hershey's bars you have your little skewers and mason jars and then there's like five rows in the middle and on the two edge rows there's the marshmallows and then the rows in between those are the graham crackers and then like the very middle row you like lay some rocks down and then your little like canisters that I'm trying to remember what they were called, like green goo or something like the, that. The sternos. Yeah, sternos. sternos that you light and then you roast your marshmallows over those. Like it was such a cool idea. Um, and it took us a minute to get the can- or the lids off of those, but it's fine. We figured it out. We didn't get anything messy at all. That, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but once we got that done, we went inside and um, – I think that was around the time that they started cutting the cake. And let me tell you, (laughs) carrying that cake from the cake table back to the kitchen was the most stressful moment of my life. (laughs) Because, okay, it's three tiers, but this is stand tall cakes, right? So, like, within each tier, there's a solid at least three, maybe four sponges. Like, it's huge. So, that's, like, 12 sponges. And I thought I was going to drop it. And that is, like, that's the scariest thing because you're, like, this is their cake. If I drop this, they don't have any cake. I mean, they had cupcakes, but it's totally fine. It didn't happen. We were all good. Um, so we served up the cake. And then I think after that, pretty close, after some dancing, they did their um, rose petal exit. And it was so cool. Like the, um, on the pathway coming up to the venue, from the Ben breakfast, they have a sidewalk that's lined with, um, like, these really tall lanterns that hang overhead. And so everyone just grabbed a little cone filled with rose petals, like dried rose petals, and then just went and lined up this, like, sideway, sideway, sidewalk. And then the photographer just kind of directed them, and they got some really, really cool pictures out of that. Like, I, oh, I'm so excited to see those. They looked so good. And then after that, um, people didn't start leaving. It was, like, the unofficial end of the night. Like, some people started, like, going back to the bed and breakfast. But I know the couple, at least, and a lot of the family members stayed and danced for a while while we started tearing down. And some of them were super nice and helped us tear down. 
Yeah. But they kept partying after we left, too. They did. They really did. <laughs> they kept the party going. Um, I was going to say, I think the DJ was still there after we left. Yeah. Like, just still playing. He was chilling. He was having a good time. Yeah. A lot of them hung out. Um, but, yeah, they really just did dancing for the rest of the night. Um, and then kind of just piece by piece, mm-hmm. once they were into dancing, we um, started tearing down decor. Um So they did something a little bit different. Most of the decor, they brought themselves. I don't think they... I don't think they rented, like, anything. Uh -uh. They just had the um, florists, like, set a lot of the um, actual, obviously, floral up. But none of it was, like, fake or anything. So it was all theirs. Yeah, they brought a lot of everything. So Mm -hmm. what they had us do... um, They didn't have us load things into cars, um, but they had us tear down and pack up and then just sort everything um, because everything the next day, once they left later on Sunday, um, they were going to split up into a couple different cars. So they gave us lists, which was super helpful. um, That was like, here's everything that's going to go home with the bride and groom the next day. Here's everything for mother of the bride here's everything for mother of the groom so we had a bit i think five or six different mm-hmm. lists to create basically just piles um and we actually just wrote out a quick list um as we were doing that so we made a list saying you know here's the pile for the bride and groom and here's everything in this pile um and just had everything kind of sorted out and ready to go for them to pick up the next day yeah so um we packed up all the decor and sorted it into some different piles for them to take home the next day um the caterers also packed up all of the leftovers um for us and labeled what was in every container and everything um so they left that out for us for things to cool down throughout the night after they left um, and then made sure we knew where everything was. And then we got it all put away into the refrigerators at the venue um, before the end of the night and talked with the mother of the bride so she could see how everything was set up in there um, and where everything was put away from the caterers. So basically, by the time we left, everything was completely packed up sorted and ready to just go straight into cars the next day. So um, that was a really great way to do teardown if it's not something that has to go until the next day. Um, I definitely recommend giving us giving us lists of how exactly you want it sorted. Um, that way we can do the work for you of kind of getting it all organized based on who's taking it. Yeah, that way if you don't actually want us to pack it in the car for you, that way you at least know hey, this is my pile, this is everything I need to take instead of trying to sort through all of it the next day Um, just because that takes time and it's slightly stressful and confusing because by that point in time, you're ready to go home, you're ready to just kind of relax and wind down because you guys just pulled off this huge event. So cool that you guys did that. Um, But weddings are stressful. Like, that's that's just a thing. Like, um, we can... Our job is to help make them as least, least, 
the least stressful is possible for you guys. I'm really struggling tonight. I apologize. Um, but that's what we're there for. We're to help, we're there to help make your guys' night as enjoyable as possible. Um, so even something like as simple as sorting it for you guys, just to help you guys out. Okay. Also though, one thing we forgot to mention earlier was their guest book guys. They had quilt squares for the guests to sign. Like they literally were going to take all of the messages that the guests wrote on these quilt squares and they're going to make them into a quilt for their house. Like how cool is that? Like guest books in general, um, people have different opinions on them. Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of the traditional guest book just because it's a guest book that you're probably never going to look at again. Like that's just a thing. Ask just about anyone who has just the normal guest book. It's like, yeah, I've looked at it maybe once or twice. Um, but all of these new, like different unique ideas for guest books are so cool and so unique. Like this is something that they're actually going to be able to use in their home. And like, that's going to be an heirloom that they can pass down from generation to generation. And that's just something that's so neat to have. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. They were probably, they, they prepared a whole bunch of squares of quilt squares. So um, they were probably like six inch by six inch, maybe squares. Um, so most of them had a few different colors to them, but the main part of it was like an off-white that the guests wrote on, and they um, set those out with a sign um, that said, you know, please sign our wedding quilt, and said kind of what it was about, um, and had some fabric pens with it, and what was cool is what they set it out on was a Singer sewing table um, with a cool marble top that they set on top of it, um, so that was just right inside the doorway of the reception venue they initially wanted that to be outside mm -hmm. um at the kind of main entrance to the ceremony space from outside um but since it was so windy they went ahead and and put that all inside and had us do that inside um which worked really well it's it did. It really so did. yeah it was very cool and unique and um they had a you know, the trays of the of the blank ones for people to sign. And then they had the tray for you to put your, your signed quilt square in. And they they brought some that were already signed, maybe by some family members that were already there, which is always a good idea if you're doing, I mean, any type of guest book to have a couple people sign or do whatever it is that the alternative guest book um, is. That way people can see examples and know what they need to do. Um, with what you're providing so so yeah that was that was a unique really really cool guest book idea that like you said they're gonna they're gonna be able to cherish that and pass it down um, to different generations throughout their life and that's just a really cool unique thing to them which I loved yeah it's always neat to see the um, different aspects that are unique to each couple at the weddings because they're all so different like you can have the same color scheme a hundred times over, but they're all going to be so unique and how each couple integrates them into their actual day, which that's one thing. I know a lot of brides nowadays are like, oh, that's too mainstream or, oh, so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that. 
it doesn't matter. It's your wedding and it's going to be unique and special and perfect for you. So like if you see something or an element you like at someone's wedding that you've been to, don't be afraid to incorporate that into your wedding because even though someone else has already done it or something similar, it's still going to be so unique to you. So yeah. Anything else that we can think of? Um, there wasn't anything that we learned. No, I was going to say, I don't think there was really any hiccups in this wedding, minus the wind, which isn't necessarily something we can control, especially with outdoor weddings. But that's one thing. They were such a chill, laid-back couple. Like, it didn't bother her at all. She just went with it. They kept going on with the ceremony. And she had such a pretty train on her dress. Like, it just flowed in the wind. Like, they had some of the best pictures. Like, it's one of those things that, yes, it's not necessarily ideal for a wedding day. But little things like that can just, like, add to the pictures of the wedding day. Or they just, they make it better sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing. I mean, we we stayed on schedule. There weren't really any crazy hiccups so overall it was just such a beautiful day and yes. I yeah I cannot rave more about that venue um the venue um I'm not sure if she was the owner or just somebody who helps kind of organize events there she was um, awesome though she was amazing she jumped in and helped us with things she was available for all kinds of questions mm-hmm. um she was there even just chatting with guests and different stuff. Um, I know the DJ works with them a lot, so they had a chance to kind of catch up and talk, Um, but she was awesome and so accommodating. Um, So yeah, highly recommend them. That was such a cool venue. Um, So yeah. Yeah, I think that kind of wraps up everything that we did for that day. Yeah, so another great wedding day in the books. Um, Definitely. So yeah, thanks for hopping on and listening, guys. Yeah. Um, and we will catch you on the next episode. See you guys later.